Hey everyone, I'm Jackson. Hey everyone, I'm Maggie, and welcome to the Behind the Veil podcast. Hi everyone, this is the Behind the Veil podcast, season one, episode three. Great to have you guys back with us today. Uh, Last night I went bowling with some friends, and I was waiting around, I was early, and I happened to, it was a Tuesday night. And I happened to walk in on a bowling league, which I didn't know existed. So it's a 2016 league. It's 38 games that they play for nine months. I had a very nice lady come up to me and explain to me, you know, how the league works. And she had a couple on her team that, you know, they're really good. They're really good. And she was good herself. And the husband walked up and he hit all the pins except one. And if you ever bowl, when there's one pin standing, it's the hardest pin to hit. So frustrating. And it was in the middle. So it wasn't too far to the side. Usually when it's on the side, you can, you can you know, just roll that, that ball down and you're going to hit the pin. But it was in the middle, so it's very hard. And he didn't get it. So he, he walks back and he's pouting. <laughs> and his wife walks up to him and she says, shake it off. And that is a great representation of having a significant other, having a support system. In this episode, we're talking about relieving couple stress. Right. And part of relieving couple stress or individual stress is having a support system, whether that's, you know, your significant other, whether that's a a counselor, a psychiatrist, a mentor. And I think it's very important to have a group of people around you that understand that you are in a pivotal uh, time in life. And for the next couple of months or for the next year, you may be a little bit lacking in you know areas in your life where you may need someone to be a voice and someone to be a, a, a extra hand. So I love that I got to witness his wife walking up to him and telling him to shake it off. That's a great story and definitely the importance of having support around you. Um, you know, your friends, your family, even where you work, because your, your heightened level of stress right. can cause you to lash out at people, right. can cause you to react to things, and it's just not you that, a wedding comes with so many little details and so many things you need to think about. Family dynamics, making both members of the couple feel like they're engaging in it, like they have a say, respect, communication. We go back to those foundations that during this time is where you're really going to build on that. And it's really going to be, I think, a kind of, look into the future as to how your marriage is going to go and how important it is that you have that support. And I think the support comes from within. So I, I definitely, I like that. Story right. Having, see where, you know, having that is so important. Right. Having that is very important. Having core people. I like to call it core people mm-hmm. that you can go to or, that won't wait for you to go to them. <laughs> they're knocking on your door and, you know, they're messaging you or they're calling you. 
And I think when we talk about relieving couple stress, we have to go into the, the different ways to relieve couple stress. Because this is a, a time in your life where the small things become big. Yes, they do. It's it's just it's like the switch just flipped. Things that were so simple, conversations that you can get through are now conversations that are like we got you know, for three days. And and <laughs> right, and we live in South Florida. Like it's flat. You know, it's completely flat. But it feels like these conversations are you're just riding it does. <laughs> right. So it, it's like a, a roller coaster. One of the things I like to do with our clients is when we sit down and we talk budget, I always add more. Mm. And I said, you know why? Because a week before the wedding, mm-hmm. if I tell you something is $50 more, you're going to be at your wit's end. And you're going to think, oh my God, it's $50. Now, if I, the week of the wedding, tell you, oh, look, you saved $50. Oh my God. Thank you. Because you're like under this just huge bubble that's ready to burst. And any little thing that maybe those $50 would not have been a big deal six months ago right. are going to be a big deal today. Especially when you're planning a wedding. Yes. So right. we definitely like to sit down and say, okay, if we think something's 100 we tell you it's 150 Right. If and Because being conservative with your budget mm-hmm. You want to be conservative with what you spend. Right. But you may not want to be conservative when setting your budget. Right. Not in this case. Right. So that way you're pleasantly surprised and it's really going to bring a high to you later on. <laughs> right. Instead of disappointing you. So when we talk about relieving couple stress, I want to go into some of the ways we can relieve the couple stress. But um, there is one that I want to start off with. And it's death in the family. I want to start off with death in the family because it's something that we have no control over. And it's something as a photographer, I've dealt with more than I would have wanted to. But I've also saw how how couples and, and families came together to make the death in the family an opportunity to make this special family member, whether it was a younger brother, which I've had, or it's a father, or it's a mother, which I've, I've had all three, it's also an opportunity to incorporate that family member, maybe not how you would have liked to, but in a way where they're not distant when it comes to that special event. And you, you've seen this happen also. I have, and like you said, siblings, parents, grandparents. Um, I've seen, you know, moms walking rides down the aisle because their father isn't there. I've seen uh, couples commemorate these family members by putting a rose in the pew where the family member would have sat. Um, I've had others incorporate, brides incorporate things into their bouquets, be it a picture or... um, I had one that had a tie from her father cut up and used that as the ribbon to tie her bouquet. So definitely there's there's a lot of ways. And as a matter of fact, in the news this week, there was one uh, story that was very touching and it came out of England where a bride had placed her order for her shoes. Uh, her mom was diagnosed with, she was terminally ill with cancer. And unfortunately, the mom didn't make it 
to the day of the wedding. She passed away prior to. What the bride didn't know was that the mom had actually contacted the shoe designer, paid for the shoes, and asked the designer to engrave a message in her daughter's shoes. Uh, she said, I wanted you to have a gift for me on your wedding day. Your wedding shoes are my gift to you. Hope you have a magical day. Lots and lots of love and big hugs, mom. So, so when she received it, and you know, she receives the shoes and she looks and she sees that and her mom was no longer there. Imagine the emotion and, and shoes are something that you have so close to you that at least as she was walking down, she felt the presence of her mom with her. So it's, it's almost a way of alleviating that stress to know that from beyond the mom was still thinking about her and wanted her daughter to have this. So it is very, um, there are different ways to relieve the stress and, and sometimes by commemorating or by wearing something, uh, it, a song, playing a song that could, you know, I've seen siblings dance, you know, a brother dance with a bride because the father isn't there and they'll dance a song that reminds them of their father. Mm-hmm. So there are so many ways that you could do this that are so special and it's, it's very, it's very sad but there's also so much to be said about celebrating that person's life and how you can incorporate them into your big day. Right. I, I had a, uh, a Filipino family, very close-knit, and the younger brother had died from a car accident, very tragic car accident. And he was a college graduate. Uh, it was three brothers, so you can imagine... When you have a home with three boys, they grow up close, they grow up fighting, but they grow up their brother's keeper. And the second to oldest was getting married. And they did something so different and so unique. I was just, and they, they, they I, had, I knew about the death before the wedding, but when I got there the morning of the groom, came up to me and said, hey, um, I have a picture of my brother, and it was in a small frame. And in this picture, he was in a, a blazer, black blazer, a white dress shirt, and a black tie. Um, perfect attire for a wedding. And he told me that they were going to carry this frame around, and they wanted to incorporate their brother in the wedding through this framed picture. So when we took photos of the bridal party, when we took photos of the groomsmen and the groom, when we we took bridal portraits, they had this frame. And that was, that was beautiful to, because for him to even find that picture it took him months to go through the pictures and to be emotional right it's very emotional uh, and it took him months to go through the pictures and and choose that photo it was a very long and daunting process but in the end you saw how they took something so tragic and they used it as an opportunity to commemorate you know, a, a very special family member and friend. And I just, 
even with walking down the aisle, I was just in awe because they they had one of the bridesmaids that walked down with the frame. It was it was a beautiful sight to see. Like you mentioned earlier with the tie, I've had that where the bride uses her her father's tie um, with the bouquet. Um, I've also had grandparents as part of the bouquet, uh, the bride's bouquet. And in, in almost every wedding that I've been a part of that's had a death in the family, it's, it's been very, very emotional. Uh, there's still some wounds there. I think at any time that you have a celebratory moment in a family, right. And, and that one person isn't there to share it. Right. It's definitely going to be emotional. Um, but I also feel like there are other moments in um, in the planning process or other things that can happen that are stressful. Right. Right? So I, I think one of the biggest things would be budget <laughs> and uh, family dynamics. Yes. So-and-so not getting, the, you know, the bride not getting along with the mother-in-law not getting... So a lot of that kind of craziness can take place. And I feel that that's where you kind of need to look outside to find ways to relieve your stress. And, and even for us mm-hmm. as wedding professionals, mm-hmm. I know that it can be very uh, stressful on us because we get one shot to do what we do. We don't get do-overs. It's not a dress rehearsal. It's the wedding. Right. And you're also dealing with so many different people that things can go wrong. So obviously that's not what we want. So as responsible professionals, we kind of take all of this on. And we also need to find ways to kind of release. And like today I'm going to the... Today actually is the last super moon of 2019. Okay. So I'm going to a full moon meditation. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, to kind of get some of that moon energy okay, uh, and and kind of celebrate the first day of spring right. and just rebirth right. and kind of a zap of energy, so you're, to speak. You're right. We, as wedding professionals, we become a part of their story. We become a part of their journey. And a lot of times we're taking it on and we have to release some of what um, we've taken on. Because as wedding professionals, our business and our body of work is only as good as we are. It's only as good as we show up on the wedding day or we show up to the client meeting or the way we prepare because preparation is a big thing. So you are, I think you are 120% correct. And that's why I am very uh, cautious on doing too much. Um, I'm very careful in the way that I use my time. Like, I have to work out. I have to work out. I have to eat, right? Because it just, it contributes to a better Jackson. Well, I definitely think, like, I've done off and on this thing called the Whole30 eating plan. Okay. And the Whole30 is pretty much an elimination diet. Okay, that's great. Uh, so you eliminate grains, you eliminate dairy, you eliminate, eliminate, eliminate. <laughs> but... The premise is that you eat food in its most natural state. Right. So instead of having a fruit smoothie, you eat the fruit. Mm. And you don't have alcohol, and it's only for 30 days. Okay. And I will tell you that you do feel like your body is fresh, like you're ready to take on the world. 
and yes, and, and physical health, I think, ties in with mental health. And both to balance. Right. Both are equally as important. And I think that, yes, eating, uh, working out together, doing all of this stuff as a couple is great. But I also think it's important to do it as an individual. Because you're only as strong as your weakest link. And that applies to two or more people. Right. And you need to have strength from within to support the other person, to guide the relationship, to stay focused, and to not forget that you need to enjoy this journey too. Because sometimes we immerse so much in this stress, we forget that honestly the light at the end of the tunnel is a very happy moment. That's what it's supposed to be. So focusing on the budget and this and, and so many of the little details, and this has to be perfect, and this is isn't always the best thing. So I, I definitely, we encourage our clients, go to the spa, have a me day, go to the beach and just sit there and watch the ocean. Listen to some cool tunes. Um, and definitely, we always encourage our clients to do couples therapy before they get married. Because I think that that's going to set the foundation and it's going to teach you, kind of give you strategies to um, move forward and move forward as a couple and kind of support each other and be the foundation that you need in one another. So I definitely think that couples therapy is is very important for everyone starting now. It doesn't mean you have to go forever, one or two sessions, just right. key strategies. Right. You know, don't ever go to bed angry. <laughs> don't all the things that couples that have been married for decades will tell you. Right. Uh, it's important. Right. It's important because that's gonna set the building blocks for what you need. Yeah, and in a relationship, you're talking about two individuals. So it's it's important that as an individual, you take care of yourself mentally and you become a better individual because now you're talking about a new journey with someone else. Yes. But that journey doesn't happen without you as an individual. And without your spouse or your significant other as an individual. So it's very important that you find what makes you happy. You find your happy place. One thing I like to do is just go for a walk. And I like to do that because my focus is off of my phone. What message is coming in? Uh, What do I have to do at 1 o'clock? The photos I have to edit. The email I have to send off. Uh, the text I have to send Maggie. <laughs> so, you know, preparing for the next podcast. <laughs> so it's it's a great opportunity for me to kind of separate from the world, separate from technology, and just go for a walk. Enjoy my surroundings. Enjoy the the fresh air. Uh, we live in South Florida, so we have great weather year round. You know, but a lot of times we don't enjoy it. No, we don't. We don't enjoy. It. So I like to go for a walk, but I also want to explore some of the other things. Uh, that we have for our listeners that will help you relieve stress as a couple and individually. We talked about health and fitness. Uh, We talked about counseling. What are some other things that we want to add on to that list? I think going um, to meditation, however you do it. Mm -hmm. It could be, there's nothing more relaxing than turning on a candle and just watching the flame. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that massage... Any activity. Oh, that's awesome. And I feel like any activity that's going to take your mind elsewhere. Got it. Is 
great. So maybe you love to play tennis, maybe you play the piano, maybe you paint. Whatever it is that makes you in that ha- puts you in that happy space, that's what you should be doing. And you know what? I love that because when I hear you say that, I think two words, be active. Yes. You need to be active outside of your wedding plan, outside of your career, outside of your day-to-day responsibilities and work. Because if you're not active outside those things, you're you're drowning those things fairly quickly. Absolutely. You're drowning what you have to pay or drowning what you have to do. Uh, tomorrow and you won't get a chance or the opportunity to actually enjoy the moment and enjoy the process in its entirety so I think when you can find ways to be active one thing we did uh, Jalisa and I and we're doing like a five week challenge we took a bachata class last week and the week before that we took a um, salsa class my boyfriend and I did that when we first started dating yeah so I'm, I'm getting my hips together. Ah, yeah. the rhythms. I, 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 I call it hip surgery. Hip surgery. Nice. Yeah. So I'm learning to, you know, really, you know, move my hips. And, and I'm learning to, to count and to make the sure. The counting is so exciting. Land on, uh, start with my left. Stop with my left. Uh, it's, it's, it's great to be able to go out and do something. And to do something that you actually have to focus on doing. And that's the only thing. That and the good thing about, if you think about the dancing, is that it also involves a level of trust. Right. Because at least when I did the salsa lessons with my boyfriend, he's an amazing dancer. He oh, didn't wow. need to take the classes <laughs> okay. I did. Okay. But we had just started dating, and I think he kind of did it more to sort of do something that I liked. Okay. And, and to sort of get me to like it more okay so and he's just like i said he's amazing on the dance floor and i'm half puerto rican half cuban and i didn't do, I have no rhythm okay so um one of the things that it taught me was because he's guiding me okay i have to trust and i have to follow sometimes as a woman you don't really want to follow a man because you have this you know i can do it why do i have to follow you why can i lead you what you know so um it was very interesting i want to say we took like 10 classes but it was something to look forward to together it was something fun we would laugh because he's amazing at it but he never learned to count so it was almost like he was learning too because he has a ton of rhythm and he can do it but when he has to count it it's different so you have to stop you have to focus you have to really pay attention to what you're doing because if the guy screws up the girl can fall the girl's gonna screw up it's like a whole domino effect right so it was a great experience for us. I really feel like that was actually one of the foundations of our relationship and where a lot of it started and where a lot of it blossomed because it, it also puts you in a vulnerable state. So you're opening yourself up at a very early moment because, again, I have no rhythm and he's great. And I was like, oh, my God, what is he going to say? Oh, I can't, you know. <laughs> but I started classes on my own. Okay. And it was something that he wanted. He's like, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll do that with you. Right. So at least I felt like, well, he saw I was trying to get help. It wasn't something that. Right. Uh, so it, it was great. It was a great experience for us. And it's something that I felt did bring us closer together. So there's so many things that you can do as a couple. But it was also important for me. Like I would do two classes a week. I would do one on Tuesdays by myself. 
And then I would do one Thursday or Fridays with him. Mm -hmm. So I would try to practice and kind of not be so embarrassed. (laughs) So that when he came into the picture, I knew a little bit more. And that goes back to to the idea of it's important to have the individual so that you can have the whole. It's, it's very important to, to be strong mentally and physically as an individual so that you can bring that and combine it with the strength, both mental and physical, of your significant other. And if you do that, I think that while you're going to have this stress, A, it might be happy stress because there's all different types of stress. Um, I think A, it'll be happy stress and B, you'll come out of it on the other side much happier. Thank you for joining us today on the Behind the Belt podcast. Our mission is to talk from the heart and give authentic, off-the-cuff wedding advice for everything wedding. If you want to get in contact with us today, please email us at behindthebeltpod at gmail.com. See you next time.